0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's episode 65 of the Audible Farm Podcast, and this week's episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is roasted right here in Iowa, and it is some divine beans. I tell you what, it's super good coffee. I. Drink it every single morning, sometimes at night even. Uh, (laughs) Andrew over at Couchtown loves uh, music. He's a musician himself, so he uh, wanted to take up the opportunity to sponsor the podcast and offer everybody 20% off just for listening to this podcast. All you have to do is go to www.couchtowncoffee.com and then find a coffee you like. When you make an order, make sure you mention the code word... Betty. The code word is Betty this week. Um, you'll save 20%. Uh, that will save you 20% from December 12th all the way through the 16th. No, that's not right. The 12th through the 18th. There we go. So you can save 20% from the 12th through the 18th this year. Just enter the code word Betty, 20% off your order of Couchtown Coffee. That makes a good holiday gift. I gave away uh, a bunch of it last year for Christmas. Kind of just started shipping it around. So, hey, you know what? Check it out. Couchtown Coffee, www.couchtowncoffee.com. The code word this week is Betty. And why is the code word Betty? Because he's back. John Waugh back. He's coming back to uh, talk to us about some things. Uh, new stuff happening in the Betty camp. I haven't really been talking too much about it on the podcast. A little bit here and there. But uh, John kind of fills us in. I grill him about... Uh, you know, what he really wanted to get out of Three Finger Betty when it originally started and uh, kind of, you know, that sort of stuff. He's joined another band, too. He's uh, joining forces with The Sleepover, and they're going to be a four-person band now. So that's really cool. Hopefully we can catch those guys live sometime when they get the four-people thing hammered out. Uh, Sleepover just released a new album I have recently, so check that out, too. Hey, this is uh, episode number 65 with John Wah it's the audible farm podcast with your host peter stockdale all right he's back uh, john was joining us again uh, i'm still tangled up here john
1: uh i i tied him up (laughs) we uh we're in his car right now
0: uh, i mean where did we record the last one your place my house yeah that's right uh i'm more sober this time (laughs) is that gonna be good or bad who knows all right so you and i have been playing guitar together i mean in three finger betty for quite a while what like almost we're talking three three years three years now so it's kind of crazy um original like how many people have you played with with that kind of longevity um on the opposite end of a guitar uh
1: like other guitar
0: players yeah. or
1: nobody nobody right. <laughs> i mean seriously uh i'm the only guitar player in the shit kickers so yeah you know i mean i've i've played with those guys for a long time but uh and then uh yeah for for before you betty it was just three people i yeah. was the only guitar player so
0: yeah i mean Honestly, like Betty, if you look at Betty's first show, it's it's very shit kicker-esque.
1: Yeah, because it was the shit
0: kickers without Kale. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's kind of funny how that transformed. Just, I think we might have talked a little bit about that yeah, in the prior yeah. podcast. But you've got uh, other endeavors going on. I wanted to make light of the fact that you are now also going to be splitting your time with another band. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, somebody that I've talked to before on the podcast. But it's uh, The Sleepover. Yes. Yeah, so how'd that all come about? Uh well, you
1: know, Clint's in the Sleepover, so we're all we obviously three-finger Betty and Sleepover are uh sister bands.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So yep. uh just buddy up and We we buddy up
1: and then uh Emory uh when Sleepover was making their uh, second album Pajamas in Public, he asked me to cut a guitar solo for a track.
0: Oh cool. Called
1: White People Die. Yeah. So I went and did that and that was fun. And then I think they'd been kind... I don't know if that was like a little see-how-I-did kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe it was. Or maybe... Maybe it, maybe it
0: wasn't. Maybe they didn't even know they needed you yeah. around or wanted you, and then that was your weird foot in the door or yeah. something. It
1: sounded like they'd been talking about a second guitar player to fill out the sound and somebody to play more
0: leads. Yeah. yeah. And uh,
1: he asked me... At first, I turned him down, because uh, I didn't think their time would work out. And uh, yeah, it's- they tried some people, and then... Uh, the circumstances uh in my life my time management uh, situation changed and i he asked me again i said yes i was able to do it
0: that's cool man so yeah. i did it yeah, i think that's probably maybe like one of the biggest barriers people have to face uh as far as being musicians and making a band is finding somebody else with enough time that's free to do that exactly um, i mean nobody's as of, especially as of the last few weeks nobody's uh If you've been listening to the podcast, nobody's too, uh, I don't know how to say it, everybody's well aware of the fact that I'm busy, but it's it's funny because I, I don't know, I make time for stuff, so it's, I don't know, how busy are you, I guess, you'll make time for the stuff you want to do. If you
1: really want to do it, you'll find time.
0: If you have time, so that's, uh, you know, that's another way to look at it. It's, uh, you know, it's commendable because you do spend quite a bit of time playing in a a plethora of bands and to take the time to sit there and learn all the music is, uh, I mean, it's an endeavor, man. Yeah, it's going to be fun, though,
1: because uh, I get to help write the third album, so that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be really I, cool. I, I don't have to worry about lyrics or singing.
0: Oh, yeah, so yeah. That,
1: that's a nice change of pace.
0: Yeah, man. I mean... You kind of do it all in Three Finger Betty. I mean, you do the songwriting. I would say you do like I would say ninety nine percent of it because you pretty much present it to us and we fill in the gaps. Yeah, but but I, it's I, I don't already write, I don't
1: write drum and bass parts. Yeah, it's it's,
0: it's already pre written. You give me kind of the green light to do anything uh, that I want to for the most part, which is pretty cool, you know. Um, as long as I'm not going yeah, fucking nuts, I guess. I, go as nuts as you want. I'm not. This is, it's
1: not a tech band. <laughs> it's a it's a see what happens you know rock and roll should be dangerous right
0: you know and i was thinking about that actually like uh we've been playing together quite a while this is like the first band i joined publicly was three finger betty um you know and and as you look at bands with longevity with like the same lineup of people that have been playing for x amount of years uh it's it's there's not too many bands out there with the same lineup for as long as as we've been together playing shows no, um, at least not currently. There are probably handfuls out there that have that can eclipse what we have right now. But uh, I feel like
1: some bands uh, break up and then the same people sometimes form another band with a different name.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of that. And that's another tough one. Is it's like uh, I think the toughest part about that would be like deciding who has what creative rights to take what songs where and and stuff like that. Or what do you just you just leave it all behind and start something fresh or
1: yeah, that's tough. Yeah, man. Like I, we play, you know, we play two or three shit kicker songs in our set. Yeah, so here and there.
0: Yeah, I mean that's just the, I want
1: kind of I wanted to keep playing them.
0: Yeah, I mean that's just <laughs> the virtue of uh, you being in both bands and and being one of the main writers of the shit kickers. I mean, you and Kale probably split the duty on that a little bit. Yeah. 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 So you end up with this situation where you're like, I wrote, I wrote this song. It's pretty cool. Let's take it somewhere else and see what they can do with it. You know, and it's an homage, not necessarily like, uh, we all broke up and I'm taking this song with me, which either way, like, I don't even know how I would do that if that ever became a thing. I mean, like, I don't know. It, it
1: i'm sure that's different for every band
0: yeah and i mean to be honest i always thought it'd be kind of yeah. cool to have like random band playing different random bands song and you can just be like dude we're playing this band song and it's cool because they're playing across town tonight at a different yeah. show but, but I, I always wanted to you know bands we play
1: with a lot like who, like tv cop or whoever yeah um <laughs> Uh, Astro Bastards or any learn learn uh, learn one of their songs. Don't tell them. And yeah, bust it out in front of them.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Oh well, it'd be it'd be funny. I would. It'd be kind of suck to like. Um, Hopefully, you don't piss them off. <laughs> yeah, I think from like a performer's aspect, it'd be a little bit difficult if they like pulled the rug out from under you on like one of your best songs and played it like prior to you getting on stage. You know.
1: Well, I guess that's true, but...
0: but but at the same rate, like uh, I don't know if that'd be an issue for Betty because we've got like. 20 plus songs you know or whatever it is i mean it's it's a pretty big stack but i guess you know i I talk about this with some people if you want to fill up time with punk music you gotta write a lot of songs man you just you just gotta do it yeah i mean it's uh
1: you know it's it's uh there's enough variety in a basic formula it's you know sometimes they're spurts and you can just crank four or five out
0: yeah um I mean I wouldn't know too much about that most of the stuff that I end up like quote-unquote cranking out I don't ever record because it's uh I don't know we talked about it a little bit the other night but like I guess the general gist is I just am uh shy about being like what do you think of this because I'm just don't know how people are going to interact with it because I mean you've brought songs to uh Betty practice and we're just like hey let's try this out and, uh, we try it out and it doesn't seem to fit and you took it over to the shit kickers and it, and it kills, you and know? And it works. And, yeah. And it's, it just is what it is, I guess. So it's not always a bad thing to present your idea to someone else, I guess, but.
1: Yeah. It's, it's hard. And, you know, there's every, as far as I'm concerned, if it's a band I'm in, I'd like everybody to like at least halfway or most of the way, enjoy what they're doing or yeah. playing. Because yeah. I guess that why would you want to be in a band where like oh i'm in this band uh i just i just play in this band i don't i
0: it doesn't inspire me at all uh, whatever yeah oh, it's, I got like, it. it's like why are you doing it then i'm playing all this stuff it's pretty much just work and you know like yeah. I, I get what you're like, saying why are you doing it yeah i mean i definitely enjoy what i do otherwise i wouldn't drive halfway across the state exactly. you know every every week to to do it you we're, know? we're not getting paid yeah, yeah. For, <laughs> for this <laughs> Well, I mean, we are, but I mean, not this the show we're at today, because we're doing a benefit for Toys for Tots, which is actually actually pretty baller. I didn't think there'd be a this many people here and b this many toys. It's it's friggin' wild. Pretty pretty successful so far. Yeah, um, I mean, we might as well give the place a shout out. We're over at Woody's right now um, on the east side of Des Moines and it's uh it's pretty cool it's a nice little place i've never been here before but it's always nice to get out to a new place it's also cool to play at a new place you know uh it always seems like a little bit of a struggle to find a place to play um or like a set of bands to fit in with because i, I mean, we've discussed this in private but betty is like not quite punk but not quite metal. Are we the red-headed stepchild <laughs> of the scene? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Uh, it, uh, it's weird because we're like punk, but we're, we play solos and stuff, and Clint plays 900 beats per minute on, yep. on like a humongous kit, and he makes it sound like Iron Maiden punk. Uh, you know, It's, it's wild. You I, know? W- I was talking to uh, the Eleanors, uh, Cheyenne and
1: Seth, last week at, at the Sleepover Show. They were on it
0: okay
1: um cool band if you haven't seen the eleanors go check them out Mm -hmm. um and i was talking about tonight and it's like yep betty and we're gonna play with a bunch of heavy metal bands but that's okay because we're just
0: metal enough
1: to fit in yeah but we're just punk enough to fit in on your show too
0: and it's such a weird thing because it's like a benefit but also you know it's a benefit to us having that kind of music coming out but it's also kind of somewhere in this like weird range where it's like i don't know if you can it's hard to define us like i've I don't know, on some of the social media, I just, like, the description is face-melting punk, which, like, I don't know. That um, works. It works, yeah. I mean, punk music generally doesn't have somebody just ripping solos like you do, but at the same rate, you know, uh, um, it just is what it is. It, that's,
1: it can, though.
0: Yeah. Oh, it definitely can. I mean, there's no rules to anything that's going on here. Um, but it's it's also kind of weird when you're at a show and it's like, man, I don't know if I've i fit in with it you know if this music fits in with it, is this going to be off-putting to people because most of them came here to he- hear a certain style of music and this is like slightly different they're going to be like ah! or maybe you'll run into the situation where they're like oh i like this you know because i never get to hear it
1: you never know we uh this was a sleepover show two weeks ago we were at lefties and uh
0: and and this is
1: not a disrespect the other bands were were perfectly talented uh um, mm-hmm. one of them had a phenomenal guitar player um but the the flyer said punk rock show and again everybody's definition is different but um i was thinking sleepover like we were the only punk band on the punk show was how so, i felt and that's not a big deal and then some people came up to us after and said basically said the same thing that they were glad they stuck around because they wanted to see a punk band and we were the only punk band
0: in their opinion yeah i mean in and, their that's opinion. A, and that's another one where like the genre splitting is yeah is a thing I, that anybody can get into debates. I,
1: I'm old enough now. I don't know what the difference between emo and
0: well, and that's punk enough. and that's what all thing. this is. is your what definition people call of hardbo- hardcore, hardcore to me is
1: different yeah. <laughs> than what I see it. what shows called
0: hardcore. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, just like you said, uh, you and I have like a eight to ten year ish plus age disparity i don't know what it is it's somewhere there but it's like we have that age i'm the old man in the band (laughs) (laughs) Uh, with age comes wisdom so we have this like age disparity of sorts, but like your definition of punk is from a whole like different set of yeah. bands than my definition of punk is. Exactly. But at the same rate, like there's no reason we can't just mix the two definitions together yeah. and come up with something I'm, I'm, new.
1: I'm just old enough, yeah. Like punk to me is the late '70s and early '80s.
0: Yeah, and you know, at least the that's the core of it. Yeah, and I grew up like with the i don't want to say watered down but it was like the generic punk bands it was like oh well, this is the ramones they're punk and this is the clash they're punk yeah. and this is sex pistols they're punk and it's like okay and then it, but like i'm like growing up listening to you know newfound glory yeah. some 41 and like all the yeah that st- wave stuff that's ending up on like the pop punk end of it you know
1: when i was in high school i mean nirvana was a punk band originally so yeah you know all that broke and you know sonic youth and all this but it wasn't like you know it's not like the dead boys it's not like any of that Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know it's all music it's all rock and roll at the end of the day
0: you like it or you don't yeah i mean if you really want to make it put it down to basics it's like yeah i mean what how many genres of music would there be you know exactly i it's it's even tough to break that down because it's like
1: we're all playing power chords
0: (laughs) for the most part yeah that's uh, what's been going down but uh it's that's not even anything to like diss on because i've seen lots of bands pull out goofier stuff than what we're doing and it's it's still just music by the end of the day like you said i mean some of it like you said is more enjoyable um you and i have discussed seeing bands where it's just like i mean this isn't my favorite kind of music but that guy's playing guitar in a way that i don't know if i know how to do it and that's what makes this intriguing is the fact that you get to see somebody do something that you may or may not be able to do yeah who was uh forgot the band we played with our last show
1: uh whoever they were but they were i think they labeled themselves as uh, trans punk but they had this uh guitar player who was like this hippie looking guy and he was just shredding it up oh that's cool (laughs) and it's like He's cool. Yeah. Um, that was another situation. No disrespect to him. They did good at what they did. It wasn't my thing, but I'm like, well, that guitar player was great, though.
0: Yeah, and I think like a lot of what we're discussing here is, uh, might be like a hot button issue, but at the same rate, it, I don't think it should be such an issue because, um, I don't know, I guess I enjoy going to shows, and if you enjoy going to shows, you're going to have a positive attitude about seeing a band that might not be in your wheelhouse, you know? Oh, yeah. And that's what I... I've tried to drive home as much as possible um in the podcast when I talk to people is just, you know, like how positive can you be about what's going on. It and it's nothing like you don't have to have be fake positive and throw on a smile, but like it's I don't know. It's just such a tough deal because there's not any competition, but there still feels like some sort of like everybody has like some sort sort of solitude, you know, in the in the matter or I, something.
1: I think at the end of the day, you don't have to go around telling everybody in the scene that a band you happen to not personally like sucks it's not that they suck you just don't like them.
0: it yeah <laughs> you well don't, you don't have to work against them just so, you don't have to go to their show <laughs> somebody once told me when i was just like well you know this band is, is sucks you know and you're a kid and you're like def leppard sucks and they're like def leppard didn't write the music for you and it's like well what that's true you know like if you don't like it it wasn't made for you you know that's yeah. that's just there's, what it comes down to you
1: know there's a some bands that everybody seems to agree on that universally suck. But well,
0: I mean, and that's the other thing. With age comes wisdom. Again, where like the older I get, the the more I realized these bands when I was younger, and I was just like, man, I don't like these guys. And then you grow up, you are like, yeah, that's not so bad, you know. Yeah, this this person's actually a good singer songwriter or whatever, you know. And I, you just the reason I don't like them is probably nonsense. Um, I well, mean, I don't want to just like call anybody out, but like Bob Dylan was always one where it's just like, I can't stand this, you know. And I just. I don't know, I can't do it, but at the and, same rate. And it's funny cuz I wouldn't do this if
1: Bob Dylan's one of those. I probably wouldn't be doing this if I didn't listen to Bob Dylan. Yeah, and so like there you go. <laughs> so, but it's the same rate. I like, just went and saw Bob Dylan.
0: The guy's like insanely good at like Making songs and music yeah. about all sorts yeah. of anything. His and voice
1: is what it is. I, the best review of Bob Dylan I ever heard was uh, some out one of his more recent
0: albums. Somebody's like,
1: "Yeah, it's good. It's Bob Dylan. It's uninspired." But then again, Bob Dylan has forgotten more about music than anybody else will ever know.
0: Yeah, I mean the dude's played so much stuff, and uh, it's it's crazy. And I even find like it's to the point where I find songs where it's just like, "Oh, this is a good song." And then you're like, "Oh, Bob Dylan wrote this song." And you're like, "Son of a bitch!" Like, yeah, the guy got me. He got me. You know, okay, and then you just gotta like you gotta admit it to yourself, like, all right, this is good, you know. But it's also fun to have like guilty pleasures where there's like music that you listen to that um, might not be in your wheelhouse. Where it's just like, I don't care, I like this anyways, you know. I might have admitted it on the last podcast, but I like my power ballads. Oh, yeah. I don't think I could write one
1: and take it seriously. But (laughs) (laughs) but some of them, I I don't know why they they work on me, but
0: they do. Ours would probably come out something in, like, the Steel Panther area. Yeah, that's that's why I don't try to write one. Well, that's the thing, though, is I also like to talk about this, where, like, if you actually really enjoy something, it gives you the opportunity to make fun of it and know that you're not going to, like, you're not saying it maliciously, so oh, like, yeah. so like, I like '80s music. It's like my favorite stuff ever. It's what I grew up on. The dudes were all shredding guitar. There was tons of hair, and I always was like, "Oh, I want to grow my hair out." Now I, you know, don't have enough hair to grow out. But it's that's I'm another right, story. I'm right behind you. Well, at least you, at least you got the ponytail. So <laughs> yeah, you still got it's, one. It's 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 skin on the top. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, yeah, uh, that's like security cameras at gas stations and stuff, <laughs> yep. and I was just like, Bleh! I hate these things, like, this should be illegal, you <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, I was talking about, like, seeing myself up on the TV there behind oh, the register, it's like, oh, God i want to wear hats more <laughs> often, you know, but, uh, like uh, ballads and stuff like that. I love, I love eighties music. It's all awesome. Um, you know, I'm big, big into all of the hairball bands and stuff like that. But it's also when you get to hear some of those ballads, you're just like, what is this? You know, you can like make fun of it a little bit at the same time. Cause you're like, this is oh, just yeah, cheese, cheese fast." <laughs> yeah. But that's everything though. I feel like everything eventually becomes a caricature of what it initially was. Um, for example, like you and I both like pro wrestling, and, you know, we've seen it happen in waves in pro wrestling where eventually everything just becomes too much of exactly what it is, and it's just over the top, and it's yeah. not as cool as it once was, and it, like, um, I hate to be that guy, you know, but it's still it's still just, like, the way it works sometimes. Yeah, like, I, I had to quit watching WWE. It was just, it got so...
1: Terrible. Yeah. Well, you know, and I don't. And, and there's people that love it. it's just for me, I'm I'm old school, and I'm like, what what is this crap you're doing? This doesn't appeal. You're not. This isn't pro wrestling for me.
0: Oh well. Yeah. I mean, that comes back down to what's everyone's definition of pro wrestling. Because when did you start watching it? Were you watching a uh, Hulk Hogan doing leg drops and stuff, or
1: in the in the uh, early early mid 80s we i was fortunate enough that uh my family got cable cool and i got wtbs and usa at the same time nice so i first found um uh i first found uh the old uh, nwa wcw 605 baby nice. saturday night <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. i got so i got into all those guys and rick flair and tully blanchard
0: yeah dude and then I, cool. on usa
1: there was you know I, i'm young rocky threes the biggest movie ever so everybody knows who hulk hogan is yeah, yeah. you find him on usa network and now, uh-huh. oh boom it's it's wwf time
0: yeah that's cool man i and i grew up during like the attitude era so we're talking uh yeah. which uh, got everybody back into it yeah the mid late 90s i probably started watching um i didn't have cable at my house but i would always go over to somebody's house on uh sunday mornings and watch like their recap show i don't know yep. if it was superstars or whatever it was called but uh and, you know he catch up on the weekend wrestling and those you know that's one of those things with those recap shows once you put all that post production in there you can make it look as cool as you want and i I was always just like dude these guys are so there's no botches on the recap yep and so then you like actually get to finally watch it and you're like well this is way different when you watch it on tv than it is if you're just watching a recap show you know and i was still just pretty young at the time but i grew up during the attitude era and that comes back down to like I started going to shows live and it's like, well, this is totally not the same thing as what's on TV, but I enjoy this more because it's people that are, it's more tangible. It's more, you have a much deeper connection to what's going on. Indie
1: shows are great because
0: you can interact
1: with the performer. You're 10 feet from them. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. And, and, and they want you to interact with them and the worst thing, heel or face, the worst thing that could ever happen at in any show if is the crowd's quiet.
0: Yeah. If somebody doesn't interact. And that's, Ugh. dude. I love going to shows and seeing some people like uh, perform over and over and over again. And eventually, they're just like, "Oh, this guy's in the crowd," and I can pick on him a little bit because he sees me enough and he knows that I act this way. Whether or not uh, they're going to be malicious to you, you just go with it usually. And oh you're, yeah. Um, I mean, I've been yelled at and chewed out by wrestlers before at ringside, where they just like come out and just scream at me because I'm cheering something else, and it's just like. You know, just get back in the ring, or you know, just like you yell something dumb back at him because it's like, well, this is part of the show. And I forgot who it was, some heel after
1: the show because we booed him and we were yelling stuff at him after the show. We saw him like just out, so he was at his he was out of character? You know, the show was over, but we walked by and I just went boo, and he laughed and shook my hand and said, "Hey, thanks for playing along, man."
0: <laughs> oh man, I and I love that kind of stuff though too because a lot of those people really are just people at the end of the day like after i've met performing yeah i've just met so many people they're all just nice people they want you to go out and see them and have a good time and do exactly um i don't know just enjoy what they're doing and it's it's really fun i mean that was where i actually i think i met you the first time was at a at a wrestling show here in des moines yeah that's
1: how uh how, we, how I met Clint, our esteemed drummer, is his wife and my wife worked together at Half Price Books. My oh, cool. wife had a wrestling shirt on, and uh, Kelsey said, hey, do you like wrestling? Mm. And next thing you know, we're watching pay-per-views together
0: oh that's cool back and then in the day, i'm like
1: oh you're in a metal band who's this dark mirror
0: and then i see dark mirror and i'm like oh oh oh, yeah <laughs> that's crazy um and that was the other thing is like i grew up with clint so that was that was my tie into the band so believe it or not pro wrestling brought three finger betty together as it sits in, in today. a way it did that's pretty awesome um i have interviewed one pro wrestler on the podcast and i'm trying to find a couple other people that want to sit and talk with me and i've Put out some feelers, might have some people coming on later to talk about pro wrestling sometime. Some That'd wrestling. be fun. You know, and that's uh, one of those things where I guess I, I enjoy it. I don't get to go to as much of it now as I used to because my time is soaked up by so much other stuff, but it's uh, it's neither here nor there. It doesn't change the fact that I still like it, you know. Um, i I got to get to another show sometime. There's been some uh, wildly entertaining shows being booked around the Des Moines area with the two local companies here. Uh, yeah, I haven't been to one in a while. Um, I, mean, I feel a little guilty about that I kinda right do, now. I kind of do, too. Um, you know, 3X Wrestling and Impact Pro Impact's Wrestling. That's great. Uh, you know, they're great companies. I uh, love them both. I've spent so much time around uh, all the performers that have come in and out of there. Um, and, you know, not interacted with every single one of them. Some of them uh, get quite mean, and some of them are, uh, you know very bad bad guys and it's like i wonder if this guy's actually nice but i never talk to him but i'm assuming he's nice you know he's not can't be malicious you know and it's kind of funny to go to those shows and i mean like we used to go back in the day where i don't want to say it was like the heyday but there was this point in time where there was like hundreds of people at shows uh, you know at the Forte Center would just yeah. be like packed
1: yeah I like, remember a couple of those
0: wall to wall packed and uh, you know that was that was tons of fun to go to those shows and see some of the stuff that those guys would pull off because they'd do it for the crowd just for the enjoyment of the of the show I've got a lot of those on DVDs I should plow through my wrestling DVDs and see what I got see if I can find some of those winner matches again
1: yeah it's too bad I've got a few of those DVDs <laughs> I have one where uh, my friend had his had his kid with him and he talked his kid into flipping off one of the pad guys. And, uh,
0: they didn't, it didn't make camera, but the commentators acknowledged it. I was oh, like, that's, yes. That's funny. That's super funny. That's like the other fun part was like getting, uh, get that color commentary aspect after you were at a live show where you get to hear what the two guys on commentary get to say about what you were doing or what somebody else was doing you know but plus those dvds it's interesting to hear because you know you can hear your own heckles and yelling at them sometimes Uh, sometimes yeah um a well-timed heckle a well-placed uh shout and stuff like that and that's kind of like i don't know it's not like a after you go to enough shows you start to realize like oh this guy's doing something greasy i should yell at him because no one else is yelling at him and it's just like raf his foot's on the rope you know or something like that but uh uh, you just say some some of that kind of stuff but i you know that's neither that's that's just kind of stuff once we'd go to a bunch of shows you start to pick up and you could hear those once like you said once you time them oh yeah well enough You, you learn how to time them right oh man so you got new stuff coming up with the sleepover mm-hmm. we haven't even touched on uh the new betty album that is to be released soon ish should be
1: headed off to the master guy pretty soon all right um, a wonderful gentleman named ben hall recorded it yeah yeah sat and, down and uh, talked with him recently we should be in the final stages of uh, his mixing cool so. um i mean what we've already heard honestly not to toot our own horn if we released it as is i think it'd blow a few people away
0: yeah, it sounds pretty good as it sits um, but
1: after a little fix and then a, a really good professional master i think it's going to sound really good
0: yeah man i uh i really dig what we got going on here it and uh uh we may or may not have referenced it and i've talked about it a couple times on the podcast but this is our like this is our second go at it it was a a slightly different experience recording it um as far as the style it was recorded we didn't record to a metronome this time so we just and that recorded live and i you know and it's funny because some people are like what why would you do that but i told somebody uh nick rosendahl i believe it was on that podcast he was i told him that we recorded to a metronome the one time and this time we recorded live and he's like i didn't Bands are supposed to record live. They're supposed to all be playing together because that's how a band plays. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense too. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I it was nice to get both experiences to see what, what uh would go down either way. And I honestly... And it's nothing against either way to do it, because each way has its uh, perks, for sure. But playing it live, definitely... I feel like the recording that we have really actually captured... It comes more organic. Yeah, it it sounds a lot more like it you went like to us. a... Yeah, <laughs> like you went to a Three Finger Betty show and listened to us. You know, it's... Uh, it's pretty good stuff. It's, uh, you know, I mean, you're, of course we're going to say that because we're, we're on it playing it, and, and you wrote the majority of everything that we're going to hear on there, like you said. You six mean, six angry songs. Yeah, man. Um, like, let's hit them with it. You got a name for the bad boy yet? For the record? Yeah. Hit, uh, hit
1: I believe we've, uh, we're have we calling it Class Warfare. Nice. And, uh, I think Clint came up with that.
0: Dude, I like the way that sounds. Um, um, shout
1: out to Tanner Saltzman once people see the cover art is incredible.
0: Oh my god, the cover art's insane. Um, uh, new graphic for Three Finger Betty, slightly less offensive than everything else we've had, so uh, we got that on a t-shirt now. Mm-hmm. Um, the show we're playing at tonight is going to be the first time we have t-shirts available for sale, uh, so I guess if you want a Three Finger In Betty show... time shirt,
1: for Christmas, $10. Yeah,
0: sweet. Yeah, just swing over to a Three Finger Betty show sometime or hit one of us up. Yep. Grab we'll be sh- playing a uh,
1: art... Uh, some kind of horror Christmas art yeah. show thing. Holiday Hell. Holiday Hell at the Fremont, uh, December 14th.
0: 14th, yeah, that's uh, this, I guess, let's see here. This week episode from tonight, right? Yeah, now. so this episode is coming up on, I'm trying to think. Yeah, so it's this weekend, coming up this weekend, is Holiday Hell. You know, or whatever. But uh, there's the promo bit, I'll clip that out. And, and At the Fremont. At the Fremont. Um. So that's going to be a good show. I mean, this show is stacked, the show we're at right now. Um Damn, six bands. Yeah, it's crazy to go to a show. I mean, you and I have played a lot of shows together. We've played shows where um there's two bands and we've had to fill up multiple hours um and it's a pretty big stretch for a punk band writing 3 minutes long songs, you know. Oh
1: yeah. But,
0: but we've also but played sh- shows like this and they both have their benefits. I would definitely have to say um it's nice to play long shows and be able to stretch your legs out and uh soak up a decent amount of time and and make it really worth dragging your gear all the way across town. You know, <laughs> you get to actually use it for a long time, and and hold the crowd's attention and stuff like that. Sometimes, if you got a little bit of time, you can take a little break, and and everybody can get rejuiced up and grab a, a drink and a snack pack and go back on stage. And yep, that's uh, what's your what's your take on that? Because like, I mean, as we sit here with a, uh, we're waiting to perform here, kind of just sitting outside. Uh, recording this and there's a lot of bands here but there's a lot Uh, of people here man
1: i I don't know i I like playing the long shows yeah i do but at the same time i think with the type of music we play that 40 minute punch people in the face yeah probably is a little yeah just a little bit more powerful yeah i think it's a lot more
0: effective um
1: Um, i think we've held a crowd for those long shows before
0: yes but Um, uh but I remember I recall oh, that hard. that's an endurance it is it does take a long time um to sit there and just really be focused on something that you're doing and that goes to say for all the cover bands out there covering four plus hours a night you know that's kudos you know yeah uh, it's definitely that's it's a whole other beast you don't have the you don't have the write your own music necessarily but at the same rate you still have to play four hours with of yeah. stuff so that's not easy either. Um, I know, it's, it's tough. I like walking around going, oh, a
1: band dropped off the show, we'll play double.
0: Yeah. No, no problem. Yeah, and I mean, that's not bad. But like you said, I mean, we've been to shows where, um, oh man, this is a heavier show, and we are playing like in the middle of it somewhere, and we don't really fit on this show, but if we put, pick these seven or eight or nine songs, it's they fit pretty well you know, oh, yeah. and, and that's what you're talking about getting that almost 40 minute ta- long set where you can just punch people ta- in the face tailor to... it a yeah. little bit yeah and there's you know every band's probably got songs where they can do that a little bit um, yeah. I write like I write a different set list for
1: say the Fremont because it's more of a punk crowd yep than I have for tonight which is going to be more of a metal crowd
0: yeah uh, you know we've got some songs that are a little bit shreddier than others and yeah. a little bit faster with uh, more more drummier drums and yeah. and like
1: you know, you never know until you get in there and start reading them, but there's some bars where it's like, I don't think this crowd wants to hear pseudo-political rants yeah. set to power chords. Yeah, exactly. They so want to like, hear dumb, funny... They want to hear loud, funny songs.
0: Yeah, yeah, so... And I get that, too, though. It's, uh, that's one reason I always thought, like, writing music would be, A, tough enough, but, B, you got to write lyrics to it that people now all of a sudden have this uh, meaning that they're going to draw out of the words that are being attached to the music and... Um, you know, and that's one reason I don't have a problem so much with playing music with you guys and Three Finger Betty and stuff like that. Because, I mean, if it comes down to politics, I'm sure you and I would have differences. But at the same rate, like, I don't care. Like, oh, the, yeah. Yeah, like the words you're saying and, like, the things that are Three Finger Betty uh, has music wise that, you know, is done on stage, it's not, like, Mondo offensive in any fashion. But at the same rate, like, if anybody gets mad, it's just like, dude, I'm not, I'm not, nobody's serious. Like, none of this is serious. You know? Yeah, it's, but, it's,
1: yeah, I watched a news story. It ticked me off. Didn't matter who was president. Yeah, I wrote a lot of the songs we play when the last guy was in office. Yeah, and that's what I say. Like <laughs> you, you, know? you, pick
0: on this guy, you pick on that guy. You know, it's a, you're an equal opportunity picker her. That's, that's why South Park's such a great show. Bingo, <laughs> bingo. Yeah, because you know, it's they hold no quarter. It's just one of those things where it's just like, ah, this doesn't seem to make sense. I'm gonna so let's rip on. Yeah, it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. No kidding, and I, and I dig that, and that's probably got to be one of the toughest things where uh i mean we were talking about it the other night where it's like where do you draw inspiration from to sing about this stuff because um, eventually the story just stays the same for a while where it's just like god dang all the pol- all the political nonsense is the same and has been the same for so long now that you can't make a political song it seems like because you're just yelling about the same stuff that you were yelling about last year or the year before you know so like you might it's it always seemed like one of those kind of things because it's or like is there any low hanging fruit that you're just like I should write a song about this but it's too easy to to rip on this or Oh yeah. I mean like obviously like how many songs can you write about Donald Trump? True. Yeah. No. I mean <laughs> that's the other thing. I always thought it was kind of funny that I don't have an I don't have any opinion one way or the other on Donald Trump like some stuff he's done is good, some stuff he's done is bad and that's just most yeah. people in general, you know? Like it's people just that's how things happen like some people are going to like some people and some people aren't going to like other people but
1: yeah, I, it's i it's hard to explain like at the end of the day all, all the saw all the message like it doesn't matter which one it is it's all a distraction
0: yeah bingo you know and that's that's another thing this is definitely not a political podcast in any fashion no. but uh it's it is just what it is and i mean i like to get half
1: schnockered and just start ripping on all of it
0: (laughs) yeah and everybody's going to have their opinion and it's just the way it goes but that's that also comes down to like this you know music has the ability to tie us all together even if we might not all agree on the same thing every time no matter what and sometimes those like heady differences that people have kind of end up being downfalls when it comes down to bands having longevity like we've had you know um that's probably one of the other reasons i like being in three finger betty is I don't know if I'm ever going to have another situation where I'm in a band that's as chill as this one. You know, like nobody has ever been like out of line with anybody else ever or like said anything mean to anyone. Like, ever. Like, not even a little <laughs> bit. Like, I don't know. It's just, it, it's not that that happens I, in every other band I, or something. And but- I
1: hear, I talked you know, people you meet, people you talk to are like, well, uh, we got this practice. So we'll play a song and then. The bass player will yell at the rest of us for this, or the yeah. the drummer will get pissed about this. And I'm just every time I've heard that, I'm like, why the hell are you in that band? Yeah, why the hell's everybody why, getting so? Why mad? would you put up with that?
0: Yeah, and I mean, I've made the joke before on the podcast where it's where there's not enough to fight over to make anything that anybody's fighting about worth fighting about. You know, like yeah, not enough attention in the world's going to make me get mad at you for. Having a different political opinion, or playing a different note that I don't want you to play—like yeah. I don't care at all about any of that, you know. Especially yeah. when, like we've talked I, about, there's not, there's not enough money, uh, enough anything. Yeah, there's like nothing on the table to make that kind of situation. No, to, exactly. Tolerable. <laughs> and I understand, like uh, some people are just a little bit more emotional than others, and True. I'm, you know, maybe a little bit more emotionally reserved than most people because I just don't get worked up over too much anymore, which.
1: Is, you know uh, I don't know I just there's you know there's bands that they go through they're always switching out members
0: and every time I
1: you know you, you meet bands like that it's like well, which one he is an asshole
0: yeah I mean <laughs> that that's that is another thing you can think but I've I've hung around people and I've I mean let's just point at well, like an obvious one dave mustaine from megadeth dude's like ins- insanely known as just a, a gaping a-hole through like yeah. all of the 80s and into the 90s and you missed one note you're out yeah i mean he's just so mean about everything to everyone and like oh i said this to his face and it's like why would you do that or whatever but he still makes good music and i yeah. like you know like what he does but i probably just wouldn't join a band with him you know <laughs> like
1: yeah I mean, well not, the, not the difference at this stage is you know if you join megadeth yeah. it's megadeth yeah i
0: mean yeah totally but like i I get it and i would never have like, the chops to play any I of don't that know. stuff. But.
1: and at that point it's like then then you get to the whole like uh you're just doing this for money
0: no and that's the situation well,
1: you, if you're joining megadeth you're damn
0: right i'm doing this (laughs) but i mean not all all of us just have the same thing in mind i think when we go to play shows though and that's uh you just show up to play the show you know it's uh you want to go out there and play the music that you want to play like all of us have to want to be here we're a
1: bar band
0: we're a party band yeah we're
1: here to sell beer and help people have a good time
0: dude that's been some of my favorite shows was uh playing a couple few parties here and there like house parties and things like that um I don't know if there's ever been any more support that I've gotten at a show other than that. Oh, basement shows are awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, and that's another situation where literally everybody there wants to be there. Because at the bar, you might run into a situation where it's like some we've, of these people are, are just here to drink. Yeah, that, we've cleared a room before. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, it happens. It's. I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts, and they talk about like bombing and and going somewhere, and like they do these like uh, they call them kamikaze shows or something like that, where they're, like. The, the people that are there don't know a show is coming and then all of a sudden like all this music comes in or like comedy is their yeah. deal so it's like all of a sudden there's somebody in the corner like just be like ah what are you eating a steak ah, you know and they're just like making jokes about stuff and it's like what's this guy doing over here is like somebody giving an announcement or it's like somebody's headlights on or what's the deal you know and they're they're oblivious <laughs> to the fact that it's going on or they're just like ah, i'm leaving you know but i always think about that though too like it's I don't know. It's not like uh, we are an offensive band or have like cleared a bunch of rooms or anything like that, but it's it does matter. Like We've played shows on Tuesday nights. Yeah. Uh, we've played early shows, late shows. We've played Saturday shows, Sunday shows. I mean, we've played shows yeah. every day of the I, week. I cannot predict how to draw...
1: Like I can't what, either. Which
0: show gets you the good
1: crowd? There's no rhyme or reason. That no, we can
0: see, because I mean, we've been on like, like you said, like Tuesday shows where it's like this is packed. Like, yeah, and, and it's like why? There's no reason it should yeah. be. There's no any different bands than we would have had on a Saturday night. But it's also that weird economy thing. Like, who else is playing on a Tuesday night or whatever? But you, like you said, you can never gauge when someone's going to have the free time to come out or just get the wild hair up their butt and be like, I'm going to go to this show and go check out these bands yeah. or whatever um and that's you know another reason you do it it's kind of like uh it's kind of fun because i'm pretty excited to play this show here in a in a few hours because it's it's still pretty packed here i mean there's not a whole lot of room to to park the parking lot's pretty full and uh that's that's a nice way to keep it it's it's cool to actually have the ability to play for shows like that because i mean we've talked about it before but uh you and i have played on shows that have been pretty full and we've played on shows that have been pretty empty pretty empty um notably we uh, played to the other bands more than once uh so my my one that i could recall most specifically out of that, all that would be when we played at vaudeville muse which no wait no uh Valor Ballroom was the one. because oh, and I, Yeah, okay. so That you, may, that was just worse because the room was so big. It's the so so it just
1: amplified the fact that nobody was there.
0: Yeah, and it's massively huge. I think you can go on Facebook. There might even be a video of that somewhere on the Three Finger Betty page. Yeah, right? there there's but, one. You but can but it, see Jim it's, all it's, by himself. It's pretty wild because it was like, well, there's like 14 people here, and uh, <laughs> that's not awesome. And I don't know whether or not it was poor promotion or if it was too far out of the way or if it was um, – it's, it it was set up too quickly, or what yeah, the deal was, I, but I, I forgot the
1: name of the guy who put that on. I feel I, to this day, I I didn't even take a payout from him because I'm like, you lost your ass on this yeah
0: had to have there's no you lost a couple grand yeah show on that's poor guy that sucks because that's just one of those deals where i mean there was only two bands on that show uh us and another band we covered two hours of music i was only in the band for like three or four months you know and it was one of those kind of deals where it's like i I guess we shouldn't turn this show down and then it was just like oh you're playing two hours and the other band's playing two hours like holy crap all right that was part of it's like we couldn't turn it down
1: because even though nobody was there we got to play at the legendary Air bar yeah no kidding and
0: that's <laughs> and that's really cool but uh and, th- and you know we played that show and believe it or not we we brought a few fans with us and s- uh, some of them stayed you know and, yeah and that was the other deal was where you go to play you know we get done we haul all our stuff inside and you peek in the back door and you're like Oh, well, there's four people out in the crowd. You know, like we need to go out there and support them, like they supported us, because that's just what you gotta do. It was it was a rough night. I can't remember. Do you remember who we played with that night? Uh, Reload. Reload, dude. They were good. Yeah, dude. It was a uh, pretty cool. I remember hearing some. Uh, speaking of Megadeth, hearing some Megadeth songs. Yep. They did some. Uh, they did some Metallica and it's sweet dude they killed it and that's one of those things where it's just like man nobody's here to hear this this sucks yeah uh that's... but you know that's also comes down to what, what flavor of music do you like and that's kind of my one of my favorites is the anybody with a lot of guitar chops i guess maybe because i play the guitar but um
1: oh yeah i just i i, I like guitar music
0: yeah and i'm I mean that's another thing where like I guess if you play piano, uh, people shredding guitar solos might not entertain you. You know, like it's it just is what it is. Or maybe it does. I don't know because anybody can just be whoever they want to be. I guess. But you, uh, you ever think that you were gonna get to a point with three finger Betty like this? Because I know that, like a couple of the songs from Three Finger Betty, have been pulled out from like way back in your past. Like, uh, Drunken Church was definitely one that was not originally this. Uh,
1: yeah, that's I wrote that I think when I lived in Arizona.
0: Yeah, I want to say there's a video just on of a one off. There's videos of you guys reason. playing it right. I, I put it over
1: a credit sequence in a short film I made with some people I know. Just that was so random because i just had it i had the song
0: i want to say you showed it to me once so um you'll have to send me a link to that or something Uh, so i can check it out uh because I remember hearing it back in the day, and I was like, this is neat, because this is what the song used to sound like, and yeah. what we play like now is completely different. Totally different. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like the same basic thing, but it's like... Here's Jim walking into the bar. Nice. <laughs> Jim, uh, definitely one of our biggest fans in Three Finger Betty. He's also one of the biggest music supporters, because it was... I almost guarantee you he came here from a different show. Probably. You know, oh, I was at this place watching these bands. They were really, I mean, he's always talking to me about music, talking about bands. That I have no clue. I have the slightest clue what's going on. And I see a lot of shows and see a lot of bands and hear from a lot of bands and get to, well, I get oh, a yeah. lot of exposure, you know, but it, he goes to a lot of shows, man. Yeah, well, but, I want to get back to it. I, I was about
1: to say that I we got distracted. You you asked me about where we're at, Betty. Three finger Betty has exceeded any goal I ever had ah, cool. for playing in a band. I just wanted to be in a band where I could play the dumb songs I wrote and find a bar or two in town where maybe once a month, and this is what shit kickers was, that was all we ever wanted to do. It's like, we, t-shirts, We to this day we've never had t-shirts or stickers <laughs> or nothing. Yep, yep. We just want to go have fun. And if people like it, great.
0: Yeah, there's some benefit to that though too, not having any merch or stickers or anything. It's like, oh the Facebook page, you can like it or whatever. Yeah, like I
1: think what we've been together eight years and we have ninety nine likes. Yeah,
0: and that's and that's the it takes all the pressure off of it. But like you guys have played some pretty cool shows. Like you guys got to play with the rumors here in Iowa. Oh yeah, um, you know, uh, as the shit kickers, and I remember like that ended up being a very good night for you guys. You guys killed it, and and people really really dug what you were doing. So that's yeah, we so, st- we stole the rumors crowd, and it worked for us. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, and that's comes back down to it, like just having that no pressure situation where it's just like, nah, I don't know, we don't have merch or anything. Just just en- enjoy us hanging out up here, and then yeah. you know, then we're out of here. You know, or yeah. we're gonna go hang out in the back and. Oh, come say hi, I guess, if you want, but whatever. Like, yeah. you know, that's... Now it's to the point with Betty, but you gotta
1: almost got to change the mentality. It's like, okay, well, I can pretty much play a show around Des Moines whenever the hell I want to. Yeah, so, yeah. So, well, now what do we do? Yeah. Well, ex- can
0: we get booked in Minnesota? Yeah. And then, you know, how we, far can we go? We have been booked in Minnesota once. In um, a couple of years, we need to get back. But... Yep. And, I mean, we've done the Kansas City thing yeah. and Iowa City. and. But
1: it's like, okay, how far?
0: How far can we take? this Okay, thing? we did
1: that circle. Well, now
0: okay, we've been to the Mississippi River. Can we get past it and go to Chicago? Yeah, uh, you know. And for anybody out there listening, if you uh, have any shows you want to book a punk band that's a little bit on the heavier side that has solos and whatnot, check out Three Finger Betty stuff online. Uh, give us a ringle jingle because we're yep. we're usually pretty willing to drive away to play a show. Yeah, uh, just for fun. Um, you know, payout doesn't hurt at all, but. Gas uh, money's nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, at least something to compensate for the mo- money expended to get to and from. But uh, that's another thing. It was like I've talked about it on other podcasts where uh, we have never had a situation that I can recall that... Uh, like a prior agreed amount of money was not delivered to us on a show you know where like it's somebody's like oh we're gonna pay you this much and then you show up and they're like oh i got this much or whatever like been I, lucky with that yeah you know, we've
1: never got really screwed over exactly. misled
0: yeah and i mean that's that's really awesome because there has you know that is always one of those like uh horror stories of of music is that oh this band got completely taken you know or whatever and they played this huge show and didn't get paid anything and you know blah 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 but we did get screwed over once but it was a very insignificant amount of money. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's probably why I don't know about it. But that's and it, and it's been a while. That, I won't
1: I won't name the names, but we, oh, pre, yeah. we pre-sold tickets and never got our cut. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 I remember that story. And then, I mean, I might almost chalk that one up to a misunderstanding, but like you said it's it's, possible, it's, it's not but. enough money to worry about yeah. the situation, so um, but that's the other thing is like we've talked about how we don't always play shows that have the hugest payouts, but we play shows that have payouts. Um, no matter no matter what they are, we'll we'll do it. I mean today we're playing a benefit show. Yeah, for we're not getting paid. It. It's toys all for kids. Tots. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, tons of toys inside. Uh, I mean I, this is not sponsored or represented by Toys for Tots or anything, but it's just kind of cool that people are here donating toys and coming to the show. Um, but we've played a lot of shows to a lot of people. I, I kind of forgot where I was going with this. Um, uh, it's I mean, we, we agreed to get paid on all these shows. And we do usually take the money and just amass it in, like, yeah. one fund for the band to use as the band needs to use. And that's, you know, we did that for a, a couple of years, and we've got enough to record, mix, and master a, a full EP, you know. Yeah. Just
1: ordered new T-shirts and stickers. All the money we've collected paid for that.
0: Yeah, and that's uh, kind of the best part about it, because we all have uh, just enough income to not worry about, like, like this is just like a hobby for us. So we don't even actually like make any money uh personally really doing this other than just like the fun aspect of
1: If anybody would like to book us and give us a payout though, we would happily accept it.
0: Yeah. I mean there've been a couple times we've we've played shows where it's like we're gonna drive all the way up here, we'll play this show, we'll provide all of the everything and, and people agree to pay us. And then you know, we have taken like partial payouts from oh, our yeah. own band purse for that. Yeah, but, I'd
1: say if we get a big payout yeah. we might as well just that's a situation where i think it's fair to pocket it at this point
0: yeah definitely and i mean that's that's just kind of the cool thing i never thought i was in a band that would play enough shows and just sock the money away until it was just like dude we got t-shirts and stuff and i didn't have to fork over any random money to get these shirts because all the time i invested previously paid for all of this yeah you know and that's that's one of the coolest things about it you know it's uh you actually get to see the all of your hard work coming to fruition uh, through those kind of endeavors, like recording an EP and getting ready to put it out online. Yep. That's another thing. So I've hopefully by spring. I recently had the guys from Marvin on, um, well, I had Danny Rabina on my podcast from Marvin, and he, uh, we've, we talked a little bit about some pretty good stuff, and I kind of wanted to put a bug in his ear about something just to see, but they've been, they put their new album out only on Bandcamp. Um, well, which, you know, and, and you're kind of thinking, I can see you thinking about it, which it's the same way I thought, where they have all of their other albums on Spotify, all of them. So you can listen uh-huh. You can listen to eight other albums or whatever if you want, but the new one's on Bandcamp. So if you want to get it, you can go buy it on Bandcamp. Um, and everyone's like, well, then I can't play it on Spotify, but there there are ways to put stuff on there and play and, and listen to it um, i'm a dinosaur i still listen to records <laughs> <laughs> well they do have records too but like i don't know they're, they're put a debate online as to see what people wanted to say about it and and we've actually had this talk about our new album whether or not to put it out on spotify uh and all streaming services or whether or not to uh attempt to sell it or, or what we want to do with it uh and that's a discussion at least i mean let's i'd like to get your opinion on that before i put my two cents in on that but uh what do you think about like that kind of stuff? Because I feel like that's something that's uh, up for debate still. It is. I would.
1: I don't know. I'd, I'd say at our stage, it would behoove us to have it on streaming services yeah. for the exposure aspect yeah. of it. Yeah, I mean that um, makes sense. I I've always I don't know. Maybe not everybody's like me. But if I go see a band and they're really good, and you know maybe I'm a little short dome, but. i'll buy i'll buy the cd Mm -hmm. before the t-shirt i'll buy the record because i want the music
0: yeah man i mean that makes that makes total sense i don't necessarily take as many cds as i used to um from bands and stuff because i don't listen to as much physical media as i used to i mean a lot of it's streaming for me because i'm always on the go but um i totally get what you're saying as far as like where we're sitting now it wouldn't make too much sense uh, but for a band like Marvin, that's like kind of in that middle ground where you're like, uh, you're pretty popular. Yeah, you're, you're national, but you're a club band. Yeah, and uh, they tour all the time, and they're always out places, and people are always buying stuff at their shows because yeah. they're they're worth it and they're good. So uh, you know, for something like that, I was thinking maybe it wouldn't be so bad if like Spotify was always like an album behind. Where it's like, when we release our next album, then we'll put our last yeah, album on Spotify. That's not bad, on Spotify. it's kind of
1: like what movies do. You know, okay, we put the movie out in the theater.
0: Yep, and then you got to pay the big money to go see it in the theater. And then after a while, now and it's on DVD. Now D- it's on Blu-ray, so yep. you can pay a little less yep. and keep it. Yep. But only after
1: it's been on Blu-ray for six months does it hit Netflix.
0: Yeah, you know, something like that. So at least they
1: give anybody who wants it who will buy it I guess has their chance before they just give it away
0: yeah bingo and I mean I've always enjoyed the parallel release too because I mean our album is available for streaming on Spotify but if you want to go buy it there are purchase options too yeah and and not only that but if you like show up at a show and um we don't have any physical copies that are are super refined anymore but at the same rate like if you come to a show and buy a cd from us you'll have more songs on it too that's right so that's like kind of one of the benefits of that um we decided only to upload the handful of songs that were the most fitting to what we were doing i guess but uh then there's nothing against there's no right or wrong way to eat that reese's i don't think you know like uh yeah um that's a fun topic i wanted to kind of talk with somebody about and i figured this would be a good spot to talk about especially since we've got an album coming out soonishly so uh I'm, i mean we're probably thinking the next month two months uh, or I, so i'm thinking
1: spring spring get it, it mastered is. and then you got to get it pressed and all that
0: all yeah yeah i mean uh we've debated having uh different forms of physical media and things like that and uh, you know so that's that's kind of cool i i never really thought in a million years i'd be in a band recording something and and doing all that kind of stuff and uh you know here i am i mean and at what level it is whatever but it's still like one of those things um growing up, you know, you'd be like, oh, cool, this guy plays guitar, and then you start, like, listening to music live, and it's like, I like these bands, and it's like, oh, that guy playing guitar is so cool, and well, maybe I should play guitar, and you, you just never think you're gonna ever get there, and you know, then you're there. Then all of a sudden you're there. Yeah, and it's, you know, that was another thing where I, when I first started Shit. sitting down playing guitar, uh, seriously in my, like, late, later 20s, I was like, oh, I'm starting to figure this out, but I don't think I'll ever get in a band, and then, uh, you know, I get the option to jump in on some Three Finger Betty stuff, and I, like, put in the time to sit down and, and I learned it all by ear, which is not something that I, you know, when I, I took your guys' original EP and learned everything by ear and then showed up at practice and played all of it, you know, by ear which is kind of crazy to think i never thought i'd be able to do something like that um more intensive music might not lend itself to ear it, it, playing it, as much it's hard that's kind of what i did with sleepover emory gave
1: me some music but uh basically i took the album and put it in my stereo and turn it off and played guitar along with it yeah i mean it works out until i got it well it helps you you know i've also seen we i'd seen him play those songs live enough i'm like okay well I, I already know what key this song's in so it shouldn't be too hard
0: yeah and that's that was what I figured out was like once you figure out the key, the rest of it kind of lends itself to what's going on because you're not doing any like ludicrous exploring of sonic ranges, you know? And Like, <laughs> like I, I think two songs,
1: I do the suspended third chord shape instead of a traditional power chord, you know? Ooh.
0: Yeah, ooh. <laughs> uh, and I mean, I do throw a few variations of power chords in there, like f- uh, fourth power chords instead of, yeah. a, you know, but it's that's whatever it is it doesn't doesn't really matter but it's uh if you really want to hear us kind of goof off and get really like sonically experimental or whatever like you got to come to a betty show and stay for the jam yep um if we're the last band Vegas. if if we're on a show where we're not pressed for time at all um we'll bust out Things might get trippy yeah i mean i i remember posting that uh, like a a. uh, uh, uh punk band that plays like trippy jams at the end of all their sets this is crazy and i put it on reddit and it it got a decent amount of traction there was one video that had a lot of views and and people were like oh that's pretty crazy like i never would have thought that you know i went and found some of your other music and it's like what how do you how do you put this this happen yeah it's like i don't know how it happened we just it just
1: happened once we just kept
0: we just kept doing it and now now all of a sudden we have this jam song that has this, this now we have to yeah we have this jam song that has like a basic format sort of um it's generally goes like this for a while and then somewhere it does this little like chunk gear change and then it changes into another thing and then it turns into this really like yeah like we were talking just trippy jam at the end and like that was where um i started doing a lot more experimenting because that gave me the ability to play with somebody else and make it all up on the fly and just like we're in this key try to make it sound good and just kind of fart around a little bit and um, I started, like, playing around with key changing, which, you know, by the end of the jams now, it starts to get a little uh, airy and dreamy feeling and stuff like that. Because I started changing keys of what I'm doing and, and really kind of trying to explore. And that's, like, another cool thing is I never thought – I mean, punk band's one thing, but I never thought I'd be, like, jamming in a jam band. I mean, we're definitely not a jam band, but – I mean, if you come to some of our practices, sometimes we just... But we could. Yeah, sometimes it's just like, well, we just played seven minutes of stuff that we all just made up until it kind of fell apart into nothing. Yeah. But uh, It's too bad we don't record any of that. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I've talked with other people about that, how it's its almost important to have like a recorder always going no matter what, even if you want to delete most of it, but it's still just like, there was this one cool thing that happened, and I, I wished we were recording, but if you're always recording, then you at least... Yeah. I mean, obviously, but that's also a lot of work and time and data and you got to dig through all the stuff. And I guess if you want it bad enough, you'll do it. Cause here we are, here we are sitting in our, you know, in my car talking and I'm recording it. So whatever, I guess, you know, Uh, so I think we got through all the hot, hot spots, sides. and uh, you know we got we got just a couple minutes short of an hour. So if Ooh. there's uh, anything you want to say, uh, anything oh, you want to give the shout outs yeah. to, because we already talked about sleepover, three, three finger Betty, uh, um,
1: sleepover, three finger Betty, shit kickers, shit kickers, we're kind of on hiatus. uh, kale got a new job jeff's doing great he went back to college cool so he's he's uh he's uh doing real good but we uh we're not done we haven't practiced in a while but we're not done uh we'll probably play a show this summer i bet
0: <laughs> there's the our bassist is
1: harassing us right
0: now <laughs> from outside the car what a goofball someday i'll get him on the podcast uh good luck getting him to talk yeah well I've, <laughs> I've i think i might have some tricks up my sleeve uh i've, I've been, he, he's
1: known you long enough he might talk to you
0: now yeah and i've been trying to find some uh different ways of getting different formats of content out and around and i think i might have something up my sleeve coming up later we'll see i've always i've always joked about it a little bit but uh we'll see what happens yeah. so uh you got the three bands uh yeah and then uh there,
1: i think i think there's uh the punk scenes a lot rising back up around des moines too i'm, I'm into the eleanors yeah they're, they're all, fun they're always
0: at shows uh, um, love it.
1: the astro bastards new name Monsoon. monsoon lagoon those guys
0: are i don't think those guys are going anywhere yeah, monsoon lagoon and the pontoon platoon yep yep so you know there's uh and the, the, all those bands from omaha or omaha otomwa oh god yeah i mean even that we played, up here. we played at that punk oi pizza show and there were a couple Oh, that of, was great yeah that was great the shitty the shitty yeah there was a couple bands from the uh, uh o- omaha ish area yeah. make
1: was, make your mark they don't play a ton of shows but they're local they're great yeah they do Uh, i I think one of them uh it might have been the show where it was a trio i don't know if you could make that one because it was a week night but there was a a band called victimized youth i'd never heard of them i was like these guys are punk as shit this is fucking awesome cool cool that's awesome Uh, i would love to play with them again
0: yeah i mean uh that's that's the thing is it just depends on trying to find the right bands to play the right shows with and i mean most of us will play with anybody but you just gotta yeah, got to track everybody down and get everybody on the same F- page. Find enough friends, and all of a sudden you got a scene. Yep, yeah, man. And I feel like uh, I feel like it's coming together quite nicely down here. Um, there's, I feel like the music scene in general is starting to converge together um, in certain areas. You can see a lot of bands really supporting each other and talking about one another and really giving each other props, which is cool. I love seeing that. Um, some of the coolest things you can see on the Three Finger Betty page is uh, not only uh, us sharing our own events but like uh, sharing when Clint and I played that Unity show you know exactly it's, it's just like oh a couple of dudes in our band are playing this show you know because it's not just about Three Finger Betty punk has always been that kind of weird thing where even though everybody's anarchists and stuff they're all like weirdly like supporting right. each other like all the it's punk also against them yeah you know it's like I'm going to wear the shirt from the other band that kicks ass you know uh, on oh, the yeah. show while I'm playing you know and that's what I always try to do at shows for the most part is wear a different band's shirt and uh you know, if nothing else, we got oh we hold got, for hold swank. Hold for swank. They're actually playing a wow. show tonight too, and that's up in Fort Dodge. Oh. And those guys don't play too many shows. Man, nobody's wearing a TV cop shirt on this show. That's rare. Yeah, it is rare. <laughs> I uh, I bypassed the four in my drawer. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. TV cops, one oh, of the best. I, I I screwed up.
1: I didn't change for shirt. I, I will apologize to Morbo. I told him I'd wear his shirt tonight. And I oh forgot.
0: man. Yeah, that was a that was a heck of a good podcast. Really entertaining. As far as uh from the feedback I've gotten from people. Uh, Weren't expecting exactly what it was.
1: Guarantee, Morbo, I will wear your shirt at the Fremont. All right.
0: (laughs) Sweet. So, uh, I mean, we got a show coming up this weekend with Three Finger Betty. We will be at the Fremont. Check that out. Go to Facebook.com. Three Finger Betty. Uh, Anything else, John? Not much. I can't think anything.
1: I just saw Jeff roll a cabinet by, so it might be time to bring stuff inside.
0: Yeah, let's uh, start hauling some stuff inside. Cool. Well, this was fun. Thanks, man. Real appreciate it. Yep. Oh yeah, not too often I have repeat guests, but I'll tell you what, John Waugh, he's a good guy, so I figured I'd have him come back. He's a busy guy too, you know, doing the whole Three Finger Betty thing. He, you know, he does the majority of the writing for the band, so uh, hats off to him for doing that. It's really, really cool. I never would have had an opportunity to record anything had it not been for John doing all the hard work he does for Three Finger Betty. And I'll tell you what, everybody in Three Finger Betty camp is doing their uh, doing their best to support the band any way they can i'll tell you what it's it's a fun place to be it's a fun camp we uh we love playing shows we're gonna be playing a show this weekend at the fremont in des moines Uh, we got a couple shows lined up for 2020 that are out of the des moines area so if you're outside of des moines hit us up we want to come play in your town um you know we've got all sorts of stuff we uh we've been able to bring our own pa places sometimes uh bring you know bands our buddies with us and and just make a whole day out of it. So it's kind of cool. Check it out. Uh, go to Three Finger Betty, you know, at Facebook. We're at Three Finger Betty pretty much everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the whole nine yards. Uh, I'm going to drop links for the the Sleepover down below because John's in the Sleepover. Uh, I like those guys too. You know, I share a couple bandmates with them now. Uh, at one point in time, I was even playing bass with... Uh, the, the bassist of the Sleepover was playing in, in Unity for a while. So that's pretty cool. You know, it's kind of nice to have these people that you know in the community that you you've been able to share the stage with in one fashion or another uh it's really kind of a neat thing hey you know what else is kind of neat go to www.audiblefarm.com checking out everything we got there there's uh links to you know the youtube channel facebook instagram twitter like i said everything's pretty much just at audible farm you can check that out really awesome stuff there's a player in there so if you want to just go there you can go to www.audiblefarm.com and just play the podcast from there you know, if you're at work or wherever you're at, um, you know, I guess if you can listen at work, then again, if you have a computer that you're listening from, I don't know. Anyways, uh, it's totally up to you if you want to check it out or not. There's links to everything. If you want to find something, I've got links to, uh, our partners there as well as all sorts of other good stuff. So check it out. www.audiblefarm.com. Hey, did you see the post yesterday? We've got audible farm sweatshirts they might have even sold out by now because I'm pre-recording this. But I'll tell you what. If you want one, you better get one because I don't have very many. So there's Audible Farm podcast sweatshirts from small to double extra large. They are, well, just check it out on our Facebook, www.facebook.com. Go to at Audible Farm and that's that's us. We will have a post pinned to the top. You can check it out. Buy yourself a sweatshirt. Brr, it's cold outside. Stay warm, everybody. Uh, I want to say thanks to everybody that's listening. I also want to say thanks to people that are spreading the word of Audible Farm uh, via Facebook invites and word of mouth. Uh, we've had about a added about 100 likes in the last week, so that's pretty wild. Uh, I want to say hats off to a couple people, but uh, I'm going to potentially have them on the podcast, so maybe I'll thank them when they get on the podcast. You know what? If you want to uh, get me anything for Christmas, you know what you can get? You can uh, just invite someone to like the Facebook page or something, or tell someone about the podcast. That's plenty for me. I don't really need anything else in my life. Uh, I'm, I'm f- full. I'm full up right now as it sits. So, I just want to say thanks to everybody that's listening. Thanks to Couchtown Coffee. Nom 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 nom. Code word Betty this week, guys. Save 20% on Couchtown Coffee. They'll ship it right to your house. You can't beat that. I also want to say thanks... To all of our partners go to www.audiblefarm.com scroll to the bottom check out all our partners everybody uh, lots of people kind of putting in the good word for us so i really want to say thanks to all those guys go back in time check out some of the older episodes tell your friends about the podcast if you like it really appreciate it everybody i will check you guys next week with another amazing guest peace